one. <laughs> I think they picked you up saying one. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> uh, hello, everybody, and uh, welcome back uh, to another edition of the G&E Show. Uh, I'm George, joined by my co-host, Eric. Hello! <laughs> And uh, we're going to keep on uh, trying out this bit of a uh, reaction post-session out-of-game chat with one another. Yeah. So, Eric, uh, what are your thoughts, your feelings, emotions, uh, theories after our session today? Which this was our second session of our Pathfinder mini-series. There's something with Dandelion Dan that we don't know yet. Because it's just a little fishy. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And there's something with those pixies, too, because that's fishy. And then... And laughing Lydia had better run. Well, I mean, I can definitely say, uh, you know, I can't go into crazy detail and like give stuff away because those are for that's for fu uh, future sessions. Um, what I can say is, uh, Jen Mercy did a great job with basically. Uh, she kept on pulling at like the the thread, the string on the sweater, to unravel everything. Um, that it was actually on the the car ride uh, to pick up Roman to pick up mine and Jen's son. Uh, where she just kind of like let it all out. You know, Jen was in a pretty rare form today. Yes, she was. <laughs> Uh, not only did uh, you listeners, which if you haven't heard uh, the second episode of the Pathfinder miniseries, I highly recommend it. So not only did you guys, but also Eric, get so much more insight to the gen that I live with and see every single day. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen that side of her, and I, <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, that. Uh, uh, on that car ride, um, she she kind of just, you know, uh, busted open the can of worms where the realization settled in of, and if it wasn't clear to you either, now I can just voice it, obviously Dan was framed. Yes. Dan legitimately, like, we're not talking... Somebody rolled a bad charisma check. We're not talking somebody didn't roll a high enough perception check. We're talking my players got it right. Dan did nothing wrong. When he said that, there was a skill check. They passed. And now that they are another full session deeper into this mini-series, they have realized all of their uh, possible options are much more open. Because now we have the proof, we have the evidence. Somebody planted this dust, this whatever happened with uh, Melton on Dan. And now, even further, 
thanks to Mercy talking with the Rooks, we know that they had something to do with it. Uh-huh. Uh, which, to me, just, yes, I'm glad, I'm happy. You know, just, there, there is a sense as a, as a GM, as a game master, there is that sense of you're a narrator, right? You're a referee, right? It's it's my job to put vivid mental images in my players' heads. It's my job to make the scene, the ambience, as vivid as I can. Without them physically being there, I need to make them feel like they are there. With everything that transpired today, I've, I, I feel like I'm kind of hitting that stride. Especially with how Mercy handled the Rooks, circling back to it. We just need that next step of why. We know obviously they were at some point insulted by the local guard. They felt disrespected or something. Obviously Rax, the lead pixie, made that very obvious. Uh-huh. But Felix also had the cherry on top. Because I wasn't even sure if you were going to find the first one. So I didn't know until today that you were going to find the second one of these prismatic rocks that dispel magic. Uh-huh. And like, when you guys got in that room and I was like, okay, they're in, even though they didn't use the key to get in, all you had to do was talk to that ghoul in the kitchen. Almost. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but we got in there the fun way. <laughs> yep. Um, I'm glad she succeeded in that. Well, yeah. Yeah. It just, it made it more fun. Which I think should also be a tip to players even if you know the right way to do something if you still think you can accomplish it another way and enjoy it more just like why not I don't know if Mercy even knew about what the yeah. chef had on him <laughs> yeah. I mean and just in general being a risk taker you know like I, I do agree that tabletop games have a, a strong sense of being very serious. But sometimes no, you've just got to press the big red button. Push the button. Yeah, right? Like, sometimes you just got to do it. Do even, it, do it, do it, do it. Like, don't even roll a skill check. Don't even bother asking your party because everyone's jaw will drop when you press the big red button. I don't know if I've ever asked the party anything. I just called it out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just acting upon something without checking for traps, without knowing the outcome. It just, it makes a spectacular moment. It really does. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in, uh, n not like summary or anything, we still got plenty of time. 
So what we do know about Green Root is obviously Dan and these fellow uh, dandelion humanoids act as the local guard. And unfortunately, Dan, being the leader of the guard, was framed by the rooks to be jailed, so on and so forth. Uh-huh. You obviously still know there's that missing puzzle piece. I can't talk about it yet. <laughs> we'll see if we get there yeah, next yeah. week. We might just ditch. Do you have any theories as to what that missing puzzle piece is? No. But I know there is a puzzle piece. Yeah, there's... Yeah, there's that last thing that it's like, you know, it's almost like a motivation. Like, obviously, they they have felt disrespected. They want to be uh, viewed, not necessarily, I, I guess in a weird way, they do kind of want to be feared. Right? Because they're so small, they kind of got the whole, like, Napoleon complex thing going. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the, you know, that isn't the why. It's like, well, yeah, we fucking get it. You're like five inches tall total. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was a skill I wanted to use today right towards the end, but we'll uh, use it next week. Dude, yeah, why not? Why not? Um, so, uh, I guess, secondly is what are because i know we're skipping around in the session a bit here but you know let's go to the most pressing matters first um what did you think about your first overnight stay oh felix was sleeping fine (laughs) i'm curious about certain things that showed up. Yeah. But, uh, we'll save that for the next session or off topic. No, no, no. I'm I'm perfectly comfortable talking about it here. uh, Because, you know, I mean, I think... Where were your candle figures? (laughs) Yes. Uh, Which... In a moment, yeah, there you go. I have uh, sent you a message on it. Um, as, as soon as you see a visual, you'll understand it. Um, so these are brand new creatures to us uh, because oh, we're oh. because we're new to Pathfinder. Uh, I think I nailed their description pretty well. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. So <laughs> the thing with a Yaganti is and it was i i think i said this during the session for all you pathfinder guys out there just by the description you know what i'm doing these things generally they're not going to actually attack you they're not in, in the dead of night the flickering light of a fingertips cast dramatic shadows You know, that's what we saw. We kept on seeing light, and then we kept on seeing numerous lights coming. What we saw at a distance 
was all of their candle lights combining as one. And then when they got closer, you were seeing the individual candles. And uh, obviously the rest of the story is um, generally these things just wander around and from my understanding only a few things can happen. You can either uh, give them some gold to essentially leave you alone or out of fear. If for whatever reason your role playing encounter does not go well you know, they're not afraid of combat. I did mine in a more friendly sense. Yeah. Which, in the closing sentences, is the Yuganti offers the Lost Traveler five candles in simple charity. What I did was I gave away the candles one by one. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I thought it would be, which, you know, maybe it's wrong of me, or etc. Um, I thought it would be more fun to treat it almost as like an event, because we did see uh, that that young elf fly out of his window, and then fly back in. What you guys thought was him just like grabbing a torch was no, he knew what was happening. He was like, oh, the Yagantes are here, so he flew out, he grabbed his candle, and then he flew back in. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with it being that simple. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, ha having a layered plot is always fun, because in two sessions we've seen how layered this plot has already gotten with Lydia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But this was a simple nighttime encounter because it would just be nonsense to do this during the day you know when the sunlight is out who would give a fuck if someone's giving you a candle you know like where's the mystery definitely that when i saw this thing it was definitely more of like a i need to use this i've never seen a creature like this before in anything fantasy ever have you eric mm. No. Like, truthfully, this thing is just, it is so unique. Granted, I, I, I chose to not give mine horns. I didn't want it to come across as like a potential tiefling type situation to you and Jen. I wanted to instead give it a, a more uh, fire-based appeal. You know, I didn't want to go too far into, like, what a fire elemental would look like. You know, a fire version of Mercy. <laughs> but I wanted it to be pretty obvious this thing is a creature. Mm -hmm. You know, this thing isn't going to just walk up to you and say hi. <laughs> Which, you know, and it, it does have a stat block. You know, if, if you want to use one of these, you know, I can't give much advice i can't give much help to other gms out there being like okay well how do i use it you know I, I i didn't have to i mean i do see that they have burning hands they have this flamed wax ability they got a plus 20 to hit 
for 3d10 plus 5, that's pretty fucking solid. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can definitely see these things being, you know, strong adversaries, but, I mean, I, I feel like a, a simple, a simple wizard, someone like a, a low-level version of Felix with one water spell, like Hydraulic Push, that thing would destroy these things. Because if they're doused in water, they take 3d6 persistent mental damage. Well, that would definitely cause mental. Yeah, <laughs> right? Like, like any anyone that can create, that can do anything with water magic, with a water spell, you know, like, call this encounter a day or throw in the encounter to make that specific player feel super strong. You know, give them a really cool moment. Yeah. I, and it, it was, you know, I, I stated this a, a few minutes ago. I just didn't feel the need for these things to be our first big Pathfinder combat. I think the moment the tension, the mystery, all of that was much stronger than just saying, hey, you know, these dude with these dudes with candle fingers are approaching. Roll initiative fuckers. Yeah. You know, saying that, doing that compared to what we experienced. I don't I mean, know experience what we experienced. Yeah, I was just about to ask, what do you think? Would you have rather had what we had today or have fought these guys? I'd rather have what we had, but also Felix was the one awake. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Who, who, who I'm not what... saying that we <laughs> would have done anything. Yeah. But she would have been the one to probably have done something. Oh, yeah, and you know, and I, I didn't want to take a lore check or anything like that away from Felix. I just feel like, you know, me, George. I just feel like when I look at these things, that they are not common. I feel like you will never see another one of these for years. Yeah, I think it's kind of like, um, oh, was it the, not the habit, or oh, in the rings of power, kind of like the journey that the, uh, um, um, not hobbits, the half-foots or whatever, mm -hmm. kind of like their journey, like yeah. what these were. Yeah, you know, and I, I wouldn't say it's once in a lifetime. Because, you know, obviously people knew what was happening. But, like, if you don't live in Green Root, like Felix and Mercy, you guys had no idea what was going on. No, and if that young elf hadn't done what it had done, Felix wouldn't have reached out. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You, you, would, you would have been given reason to be apprehensive. Yes. That, you know, and it's not even in-game. 
It's also out of game. It's me, George, telling you. I, I don't know the next time that I would use these things again. I, 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 I feel like we kind of experienced like a shooting star. We had a beautiful, great, wonderful moment. And I feel like if I were to, you know, do this again in like April, it would kind of saturate the experience. It's like, oh, he's doing the candle guys again. Yeah. Where it'll be too soon. Yeah, exactly. Where it's like, you know, next adventure path we run, you know, next character something, you know, in twenty twenty four or twenty twenty five. It's like, wait, why does this sound familiar? And then that light bulb will go off of, oh, George is doing the candle, guys! Yeah. Okay, so uh, next major bit is uh, what <laughs> what do we think of the encounter that Mercy had? Creepy, 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 confusing... Creepy. <laughs> okay, so first of all, to give some context on what uh, Eric keeps on calling creepy is the elven woman that I had pop up. Yeah. But um, she reminds me of the elder elven lady from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> like when she's in yeah. her demonic state. Yeah. And is... Is the confusing part the dandelion guards going flying? Yes. Okay, so, um, you know, because obviously this is something we have to get to next week. Uh, I can't tell you why or anything, but, you know, obviously there was the rumbling and all that. Like, something's outside. Mm-hmm. Like, if, 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 if that wasn't clear enough, that's what I can say. There is something awful out there because me as a as a GM saying that these are the Fey Town Guards. These guys should be ready for a lot. You know, we saw them make the barricade of shields when they saw the light. You know, it was like boys in you know, inform right now, you know, take guard, and, like, they were on it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, uh, those things were a couple hundred feet away, and they were already standing there ready. I think that is what should be, and what is most noteworthy. How were the guards so ready for them but they seemed so completely caught off guard by whatever is outside your door. Well, considering the way I heard it, as a player, Felix has passed out yeah. from six plus times of playing his instrument. Yep. Whatever the thing is, is behind their residence. Mm -hmm. So we don't know. Maybe the guards were prepared. Mm -hmm. 
and they still got their butts handed to them. It, yeah, yeah, that, I mean, that that's why we do these kind of reaction type episodes is, you know, let's talk some theories, let's, you know, clear the air on potential questions, that type stuff. I I mean it I I think it just uh in in a weird way and let me know if this makes sense because I haven't I haven't actually GM'd anything for you in a while other than Darklands um I don't like to do it super often because it kind of gets rid of the magic how do you well, I sh I maybe I should ask instead. How much do you hate when I leave a session on a cliffhanger like today? I wouldn't say hate. No. Okay. I mean, just me, me uh, personally. The the more intrigued. Intrigued. That's good. That's good because, I mean, if anything, that's what I want to cause. The way I look at week to week, session to session. How can I make these guys really look forward to next week? When I go in that kind of like state of mind, you know, that frame of thinking, I almost go to like a, a uh, director, I guess you would call it, something like a TV show. Even though, okay. even though I view story arcs somewhat differently, I think when I only have a miniseries, when I've only given myself X amount of time, I want not every single session, but for sure a few of them, to feel like a season finale. Mm -hmm. Where the second episode was like our season one season finale of... Felix and Mercy going to sleep for the night. Great. The heroes have made it. And then in the middle of the night on Mercy's watch, there's a monster knocking on your door. And that's when the credits roll. And you have to wait all the way until season two, episode one. Did, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but we did our season two, episode one, next week. It's a long week. <laughs> I mean, I'm the one that has to live with her. <laughs> right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't tell you how many campaigns, you know, like, uh, you and everyone listening, uh, you guys never got to see, you guys never got to meet Ari. Uh, that was uh, Jen's druid, and that character had like, yeah, that character had like two of her own personal story arcs, and uh, basically, like, long story short, she thought that basically she was uh, th the only people left in her entire family were her and her grandparents. And, and like, th this was, like, five years ago now or something. Um, 
but then they went back to like her hometown where she's from and there was something like a disguise self failed or there was like some sort of like dispel magic type spell and then her elven mother was just completely exposed right in front of her and then I cut the session right fucking there <laughs> oh <laughs> yep that but, actually gives me and we'll talk about this after yeah but it gives me an idea for a second story good good for I mean, a certain character I mean and uh actually it could be for two yeah and you know uh Ari you know, it was like, all I said, this was Jen Strude. She was an elf, but she was only in, like, her 80s or so. But to put that in perspective, that's pretty much for us in real life. That's a pretty solid life. If I live to 85, I'll be happy. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, so imagine, if you will, hearing at, like, age 8 or 9 from your grandmother that you don't have any siblings, you don't have parents, you have no one other than grandma and grandpa. And they're also convinced of this. You know, it wasn't, you know, they weren't evil. They were normal ass, just lawful good old ass elves that imagine for 80 years, imagine for your entire life being told your mom and dad are gone. And then all of a sudden one day, what looked like a, you know, like a normal ass tiefling walking down the road, poof, turned into your mother. Yeah. And, and then you have to wait literally seven days. There's no Netflix binging here. Seven days. You have to wait a week for that session to pick back up. Those are the cliffhangers I love. I don't like to do them super often, because then it's like, oh, yeah, George's usual shit. <laughs> oh, you love doing it. I, I, I do, I do. It's just, it's it's in moderation, it's sparingly. So, the only thing you do sparingly. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we do hope that uh, you guys enjoyed our chat here. Um, what is this? Since we had the channel revamp, this is only episode two of the G&E show. Uh, yes. yeah. If you do, if you guys do like these uh, post-session reaction theory type open chat episodes, uh, do let us know. Um, otherwise, you know, we can go back to just our usual. Let's find some spells, some races, some classes, and talk about them. <laughs> which or I'm sure... we can sprinkle that kind of thing in too. Yeah, which I was gonna say. I'm, I'm, I'm sure we'll just go back to that anyways. At some point, we'll sprinkle one in. Well, yeah. You know, I, I think maybe like, I don't know, one in every three to five episodes or so. Uh, it will be like a learning Pathfinder type episode where, you know, we'll just hop online and be like, oh, okay, I want to understand what the investigator class does now. And then we'll, for half an hour bullshit our ideas our thoughts on you know the abilities and the skills and stuff of an investigator and then you know obviously we'll expand that into races and spells yeah 
All right. We will see you guys next time. We hope you enjoyed episode two of the G&E show. Have fun. <laughs>